All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why isn't this intro playing? Oh, there we go. Better late than never. Welcome. It's Can I count that as a cold open? I don't think Fucking so. Anton Lander. Fucking Anton Lander. Of course you do, Brett. Of course you do. Bag milk. This is Ceases. 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 Mm-hmm. Ceases. Mm-hmm. Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Let's go, baby. Jesus. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my favorite. And that's where we bring the music down. You sat through my long-ass intro, did ya? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, everybody. This is Better Late Than Never, episode 34, I believe. If I do remember correctly, this is my podcast, so I should know these things, but I don't. Sometimes I just don't. Got it? Good. So it is episode 34. I am Bag Milk. I am your host for the next 40 minutes or so of your life. Thank you for being here. As we record, it is Wednesday, July 20th, 6 o'clock p.m. in the Capital Region. Weather's hot as fuck. I'm sweaty. My dog's sweaty. We're all sweaty. A couple of boys in this house smells musky. Is that what you pay for, the audio department? Title sponsor of this podcast, my friends, your spot to record podcasts, indie tapes, mixtapes, hip-hop albums, diss tracks, whatever you want. Go to theaudiodepartment.ca. Book your time right there on the website. What do they do? I'm glad you asked me. The Audio Department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. What does that mean? I'm talking to you right now. It is a story. 
and we're sharing it through sound. Bouncing around in your brain, your brain's spitting out the words that I'm telling you. Somehow it all makes sense. Theaudiodepartment.ca, go check them out. Book your time. Book your studio time. Invite me down there. Let's collaborate. Let's make a track. Spit some fire. I got bars. Wanye won't let me put my bars on that there Nation album he's working on, but I got bars. What would they be about? Who knows? Story for another day. Today's story, there's not a lot going on if you're looking for NHL talk on this here podcast. So we're going to be talking about groceries. We're going to be talking about grocery stores. That's going to come up later. But right now, there's not a whole lot going on, at least not from an Oilers perspective. Looking at the team, kind of set. Got a little bit coming up in the news here in uh, two seconds, but they're pretty much set. Right now, we're just waiting. We're waiting on Pugliarvi. We're waiting on arbitration hearings. Will Kaylor Yamamoto get there? Of the eight cases that have been gone to an arbitrator or gone to arbitration in Oilers history, this is according to Robin Brownlee, his article from the other day, they've all been settled before the arbitrator had a chance to get in there. Apparently, there's a general rule. I was hanging, having lunch with Jason Greger today. He confirmed it's about a hundred grand per point in the NHL if you go to an arbitrator. So, Kaylor Yamamoto, are you paying that guy four million bucks? I don't know. Are you paying Jesse three point six? I don't know. Could that be a little bit heavy? Could that be a little bit low? I don't know. I'm not an arbitrator. Nobody asked me. Although they should ask me. They'd be like, "Bag milk." What do you think of this guy? I'm like, "Well, let me tell you something. His abs, great." Hair, great. Ability to score. On the ice, okay. Off the ice, I couldn't tell you. How's that work? Give the man a deal. That's what my arbitration would be like. I'd be like, yo, bro, what's going on? He's like, well, I'd like some more money. I'm like, what are you going to do for it? I'm going to score some goals. How many? I'd like to score at least 20 goals. I'm like, well, I'm going to need more than that. You're going to pump that shit up. Them rookie numbers in this racket. Huh? Of course. Of course. The other part of the intro I just wanted to ask about right off the jump, uh, and I've been blabbing away as I tend to do for four and a half minutes now, I just want to know what kind of content do you want to hear throughout the summer? Do you want to hear more interviews? The plan for this podcast going into the summer is I want to get more interviews. I want to talk to more of uh, just my friends around the industry. I just want to talk to my friends in general. I've got friends that you would probably find entertaining that you have never heard before. I want to do that, but I want to know what you want to hear. What do you like? What do you like to hear? What do you not like to hear? What do I do enough of? What do I do too much of? What would you like to hear more of? That's just a call to action. Just let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Say, hey, Bag Milk, heard you talking about the podcast. I want to help you produce that thing. I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you. Why would I do that? Because the audio department wants me to. They want me to improve. And that is the plan. That is the plan. But until we improve, it's time to get to the news. Brought to you, as always, by Arcadia Brewing. Check them out at ArcadiaYeg.com. You're old school. If you're on the socials, Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. That's what you need to know. You also need to know about Whistling Pig. And you also need to know about Double Double. Those are my two favorite... Uh, well, actually, Double Double. That's for, That's for the voicemail later. Don't tell Arcadia. I've just got booze on the brain. When I'm thinking of Arcadia, I'm thinking of Whistling Pig. I haven't had one in a while. It reminds me that I need to go. I need to go to Arcadia and get some. Great hoodies, too. I'm wearing it right now. A little bit hot in here. I wish I wasn't wearing the hoodie as I was recording. I might strip that off later. Keep that mental image in your mind 
for if I just disappear for a couple of seconds and you hear like ruffling, because I'm like, I could just be yet and close off, you know? Where to begin in the news today? Where to begin? Well, I think the time, the, the place to start is the talk of the NHL right now. What the fuck is going on in Calgary? What is going on in Calgary? I just, I, I don't know. The crowd is cheering. That's here in Edmonton. Uh, Nelson is laughing. <laughs> yep. That's basically what's going on in Calgary right now for a lot of Weathers fans. Johnny Gaudreau talked about it last week. He went to Columbus. Right before I started recording last week, he went to Columbus. And I just went, holy shit. Really? And then he had that quote about, oh, well, I just thought leaving Calgary was the best idea regardless of where I signed. Something like that. I don't really know. Uh, And then, just today, news came out that Matt Kachuk has told the Calgary Flames he will not, he will not sign a long-term contract extension with the Flames. (laughs) Now, I don't... I don't even know how to articulate this. For Flames fans, I honestly feel bad for them. There's part of me that been like, man, your two best players in a span of like 10 days, they're both going to go. Within a month at the very longest. Both your best players from last season, they're gone. Your team that was supposed to be a contender last year, it is no longer because Johnny Gaudreau, he is now a Columbus Blue Jacket for some reason. And Matthew Kachuk, we don't know where he's going to go yet, but he does not want to be there. According to a story published on Wednesday by The Athletic's Haley Salvian, sources indicate Kachuk has informed the Flames that he will not be resigning with them on a long-term contract. A trade is likely to happen in the coming days and weeks, so suggests Haley's story. That is fucked up if you're a Flames fan. For an Oilers fan, it's just very much like, (laughs) you bastards have been shitting on us since the day Connor McDavid got here, saying he's going to want to leave, he's going to want to leave, they're all going to leave, nobody wants to play in Edmonton. Well, now what's happening? Looks like you were pointing at a man in the mirror, my friends. Now, I, a gentleman, am not going to shit on you too much. I'm going to offer my sympathy, I'm going to offer my empathy, because, first of all, man, that blows. Last year was your chance to win, The Oilers destroyed your chance to win, and now your team has fallen apart. So basically, the highlight of your last year was winning game one against the Oilers in round two. Everything since that time has sucked shit for you. And I'm sorry to hear that. The human in me is sorry to hear that. Thankfully, I have no Flames fans in my family. I do have them in my life, though. I think of Princey. Do you listen to the interview with Mark Prince from Flames Nation from a little while ago? He's a great dude. I talked to him today. He's rattled. Ryan Pike, editor of Flames Nation. Great guy. Probably rattled. I haven't talked to him today. So for the Flames fans of my life, I feel bad for you. Because you fuckers were so cocky and confident after that game one win. This is what you deserve. This is what you deserve. This is what you get for the horrible life choice that is putting on that horrible red jersey and cheering for the team on the ice. <laughs> I'm not going to say too much about it, though, I promise. I'm not going to talk about how you probably should just blow it up and go for Connor Bedard. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to offer my empathy. I'm going to say I'm sorry to hear that, Calgary Flames fans. At least you have Milan Lucic. You know, 
at the end of the day, what this means is you probably well, right won the Neil for Lucic trade. You could say it. You can elevate Lucic to the second line or the first line or wherever the fuck he'll play. And you can say you won that trade. I'll take that. I'll accept it. I will humble myself before you and say that you won that trade. Let's go, baby. You did. You just did. Right now, James Neal, he's not playing anymore. And you have got a second line winger or some shit like that. You know? You're going to have something going on. You're going to have something going on. I, just as we're talking here, I received a text message from Tyler Uremchuk. He is enjoying a Bud Light hard soda on his vacation. He is sending this to Jay and I, thinking that we're going to care that he's drinking that poison. I will acknowledge him later. But right now, I've got work to do. By the way, Tyler's looking very dashing on his holiday. Are you following along? He and his lovely girlfriend, Amber? Anyway. To the Flames fans listening to this or the Flames fans you want to share this clip with in your life, I just want to say I'm sorry that this is happening to you. I'm not going to shit on you because I know that what we have coming up here at Edmonton in three and four years with Leon and Connor could outweigh losing those two schmucks 10 million to one. So I'm not going to say a damn word about it other than to offer you my empathy and my sympathy and hope that your rebuild goes, well, that it goes. I don't know how else to comfort you. I'm not going to touch you. But I will say that I'm sorry this is happening to you. I will happily accept the points and the wins that are soon to come from the Oilers trouncing the flames. I will take those. I'm going to put those in my pocket. But on these days, the last two weeks, you guys have had a hard time. And I just want to show you how nice I am and how great of a guy I am by being sympathetic to a Flames fan. Thank you. Yeah! Getting back to the Oilers, the team in Alberta that actually matters. Not a whole lot going on. As I mentioned earlier, we're just basically waiting to see what happens with Yasapoli Arvi and Kaylor Yamamoto. I still think that Jesse's going to get traded. Kaylor Yamamoto's probably going to get uh, a new deal here. I wonder what that's going to look like. If you remember last week we were talking about it, his last one-year contract went into late September before it got signed. Maybe that's a tricky one. I don't know. From Brownlee's article earlier that I referenced, when it comes to arbitration, he says, while it's highly unlikely either case will end up before an arbitrator, all eight arbitration cases filed by the Oilers players and their agents since 2008 have been settled prior to hearing prior to the hearing. Uh, This latest bit of business comes with GM Ken Holland having some tough decisions to make. Right now, the Oilers have about $5.7 million, according to Pogpedia.com. It's not a lot to spend. It's not a lot to spend. And that number just got a little bit less when they signed, uh, the Oilers signed Matthias uh, Yanmark, sorry, I was going to call him Yarncrock. Matthias Yarn Yanmark to a $1.25 million deal. He did not have a good year last year with the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm not going to say that he did. However, he has had some decent seasons in the NHL, including a 19-goal season with the Dallas Stars in 2017-18. This guy's got a little bit of touch. He did not have a good year last year with Vegas, only nine goals in 67 games. But as I was cruising the internet before we started recording today, a lot of Vegas fans were like, man, Edmonton may have got a good deal in that. 
It's not to say that they were super pumped on how he played last year at two million bucks, but to basically take a fifty percent haircut or whatever that math works out to forty five percent haircut to come to the Oilers and potentially have some skill that can put the puck in the net. Hey, I'll take that. If that upgrades our fourth line, or at best, or at worst, I guess, our third line, you take that, right? You absolutely take that. But signing Matias Yanmark, fine move in my opinion, means that there's less money for the other guys that need to come. So who needs the contract right now with the Oilers? Yes, Pugliarvi. I still think he gets traded for a pick. I'm going to be super bummed about it. I'm not going to talk about it at length. I will do a reaction episode when or if it happens. Kyler Yamamoto, I'm curious about that contract. As I mentioned just two seconds ago, are you even paying attention? His contract negotiations went late last year. I wonder if it goes to an arbitrator or not with him. He best uh, best of his career in both goals and assists last year. He's due for a raise. Ryan McLeod is the really interesting one to me. Ryan McLeod had himself, well, basically his first NHL season, right? And as the year went along, he looked better and better with each passing shift, at least in my opinion. Ended the year 71 games, 9 goals, 12 assists for 21 points. My question to you, fair listeners... My question to you, would you look at doing something a little bit more creative with Ryan McLeod than just the standard two-year bridge deal? Here's what I'm asking. Would you consider doing something long-term like what just happened, a different player, different situation, different age, all that shit, I get it, blah, 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 I don't need to hear it, that the Tampa Bay Lightning did with Nick Paul? They extended him for eight years at 3.15. That's a little heavy. But Nick Paul's stats last season with the Ottawa Senators and the Tampa Bay Lightning, he had 16 goals. He had 16 assists. So, more production than what Ryan McLeod has. But the intriguing decision by the Tampa Bay Lightning is that they suspect Nick Paul is going to get better as this contract goes on. It's a risky bet because it takes him until he's 35. I, however, do not feel the same risk if you did an eight-year extension for 22-year-old Ryan McLeod. Now, I have no idea if his agent would even be open to doing something like this. I have no idea if his agent would have any... Like, you might just hang up the phone on you. You might just say, Ken Holland, get the fuck out of here. I am not. I am not entertaining a long-term offer for Ryan McLeod. He's going to be a hell of a hockey player. If you pitch that idea again, this gun that I'm loading, I may shoot it. Of course, this is all theater of the mind. Nothing is actually happening, right? Relax. But my point remains the same. Would you, maybe three million bucks, would you do a three by eight extension with Ryan McLeod right now? I think I would. I think I would. In the first couple years, you're going to feel some pain on that. There's no doubt about it. I'm not going to even lie about it. But afterward, when he's 24, 25, 26, 27 on the way to 30 when the contract ends, all of a sudden you begin some mighty fine value of old Speedy McWheels here. Why wouldn't you want to do it? That's my question for the day for you. If you're listening to this right now, I want to know if you would look at getting a little bit more creative with Ryan McLeod specifically. Would you go long term with him? Would you try something like that? Would you see if he's open for it? What if it's 2.5? What if it's 2.5 by 8? If that's the case, I run to the fax machine. First of all, I find a fax machine. I'd probably have to go to a Staples or something, maybe a Walmart, 
and I fax that shit in immediately. If they're allowing me to email it, I'm going to take a picture of my phone. I'm going to scan that document right now. I want to know what you, well, I want to know what you think. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram, JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Frank, what do you think? My dog's staring at me right now, and he's just like, what are you talking about? You're always sitting there at that microphone talking to yourself all the time. And I just sit, I stare at you from my bed on the floor. That's what Frank does. That's a Frank update for you today. Back to the news. Like I said, not a whole lot going on right now. We're at the boring part. Well, at least we're getting to the boring part. We're at the end of July, going into cottage season, cabin season, depending on where you are geographically. Nothing is going to happen. Although the World Junior is going to be in town. That's going to be interesting. Summer World Juniors, I'll take it. It'd be nice to have some hockey to watch in, in August, I suppose. Um, that's my question for you. Ryan McLeod, would you do it? Lastly in the news, our favorite dad. Our favorite dad. He changed his number. Evan Bouchard this week announced that he is changing from jersey number 75 down to jersey number two. If you remember correctly, I'm distracted as I'm looking up Oilers jersey history number, uh, Oiler jersey number history right now. Um, 14 players prior to Bouchard have worn the number two. Most recently, obviously, Duncan Keith. He just wore it last season. Before him, Andre Sakara, Sexy Reg, just announced his retirement this past week as well. Some Oilers tie-ins there. Jeff Petrie, he just got traded last week to the Penguins. He was the last to wear it before Sakara. So, Evan Bouchard, he wore number two with the London Knights. Did not wear it with the Oilers. He got his, you know, his training camp number. It's 75. It's, you take what the fucking team gives you. But now, he's going to be the big boss on the back end. So, he's number two. And he becomes the 15th player in Oilers history to wear that number. I hope he asked Bob Beers for uh, for uh, his permission, you know? What about Bobo? Man, there's some classic Oilers that have worn number two. Lee Fogelin, Chris Joseph, Bob Beers, again, legend. Boris Mironov, Igor Ulanov wore it temporarily. Eric Brewer, Matt Green, Aaron Johnson. Who the fuck was that? Oh, that was the guy that they got from Calgary. Jim Vandermeer got an assist on Jordan Eberle's first NHL goal. Jeff Petrie, new Penguin. Andre Sakara just retired. Sexy Reg. Duncan Keith just retired. Now Evan Bouchard. And that is what we have for the news. The news brought to you by Arcadia Brew. Check them out, ArcadiaYeg.com. That's where you find the details. Arcadia, Arcadia, Arcadia. How's that? It's a creepy little extra, wasn't it? Hello, you. Oh, wow. Your ears look fantastic. You're listening to Better Late Than Never by Bagged Milk. Yes. You're sexy as well. Oh, yes. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. <laughs> so stupid. The Righteous Sack beating, I brought it back for my friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. And that's the best I can do for an intro song. One more time. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. <laughs> 
<laughs> what the fuck? Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with the full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac Labiche, and others as customers require. TrilogyRentals.ca, that's where you get more details. You can check out all of the equipment that they have available. Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools. You need a tool, they've got a tool for you. TrilogyRentals.ca. Still waiting on Gregor to write me those notes about what all these things do. Still waiting on that note, Gregor. Still waiting on that note. Today's righteous sack beating is kind of, well, it spawned my question of the week. So when we get to the voicemail, we're going to hear people talk about what annoys them at the grocery store. And for me, this week's righteous sack beating comes from the grocery store because it drives me fucking crazy. People are so weird at grocery stores that I don't understand what's going on, where they've been raised, or what kind of universe they're living in because oftentimes there are just people that stop in the middle of nowhere Drives me crazy. The worst one, though, is when you stop in the exit, whether you're going in or you're going out. You know what they do? They put the receipt in their wallet or they fold it and they put it in their purse, but they stop right in the middle of the fucking doorway. What is that? What part of your brain is not working to la- to so you just blank out on everybody else around you and be like, well, I'm going to stand in the exit way of this here building and hope that no one behind me is choosing to also exit at the same time. Or... This is my favorite one. I went grocery shopping on Monday, I think. And as I was walking down the aisle, there was this lady. She just had her cart, not off to the side, not parallel to the aisle, but perpendicular right in the middle. And I say, excuse me. And she looks at me like I'm the one causing an inconvenience. First of all, she was down the aisle, probably another 10, 12 feet from where her cart was. So I, I'm trying to slip by and she comes shuffling in and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. And she's fucking daggers. What is that? What is that? I also I also don't understand at the grocery store when people go up to the cashier or to the self-checkouts and they it's almost like they don't know why they're there. You know? Like they're not expecting that they're going to have to scan groceries and pay for them eventually. It's like they're caught off guard, like they're in their own head. It's the same thing I talked about when you're at a, a restaurant and you're behind somebody in the lineup. And when they get up to the front of the line, they're like, oh, I I don't know. I was supposed to order at this place. I thought this was just a thing that people did. We were just queuing up for fun, you know? I don't get it. The grocery store. Yesterday, I'm in the produce section, finding the finest crowns of broccoli. I'm a healthy eater these days, I'm trying to keep it tight as I go into the summer. Right to my left, instead of just going around me, there is a man staring at me because what he wants is on the other side of me. I've got a basket on the ground at my feet. I'm looking through the broccoli, filling my bag. Again, I'm a healthy eater. I like stir fries. And he's just daggering me instead of just walking around. Where is the common courtesy these days? It's all lost at the grocery store. It's fucking Lord of the Flies out there. And I'm suggesting to all of you to be better. This righteous sack beating isn't necessarily about anything or any one instance, but it's all of us. It's the collective we. We need to be better when we're out in public. We need to be better when we're at the store that gets us groceries and gets us fed because you're in the way. You're in the fucking way. Move. We got shit to do around here and it's driving me crazy. Drives me crazy. Have a little awareness of where you're at. You know? 
just a little bit of awareness. As we get to, I'm really looking forward to the voicemails on this one because I, I've been asking this question all week on my Twitter and Instagram. Again, JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram. I've been asking, you guys have been leaving voicemails, so I'm really excited to hear those as part of the righteous sack beating. It's going to bleed into the voicemails, but I just want to tell you one last time, get the fuck out of the way. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Actually, you know what I also been thinking about at the grocery store? Again, this was happening at the grocery store. It was like, why are you talking into your phone, but it's on speaker? Why are you holding it up to your mouth and talking to it on speaker? One, why do you want all of us to hear your conversation? Two, get some fucking headphones. Three, just talking to like a normal phone. I don't understand this walking around, like projecting to it like, you know, there's a bonus. <laughs> You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. What What a stupid podcast I've got. Uh, hey, Bag Milk, what annoys you about just a general population? Well, fucking how much time you got? I'll just go on for days about people standing in aisles at the grocery store. They're just touching things. And Oh, by the way, one time, this is about a year ago, and I'm still rattled by it. I saw a lady. She was an elderly lady. She reached into somebody else's cart and grabbed something out of their cart. And when they said, hey, what are you doing? And rightfully so, she's like, oh, there was no more on the shelves. <laughs> Like, what? Uh, anyway. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Time for the voicemail. The voicemail brought to you by my friends at Rig Hand Distilleries. A little bit earlier, I said the double-double. Well, now's the time when I talk about the double. Double-double. It's delicious. Go to RigHandDistillery.com. Find out all the, all the merchants, all the liquor stores you can buy it from. And, of course, print off the tour and tasting coupon. It's right there on the website. Head on out to Nisku. Check out the facility. Check out the booze. Meet the team. It's a great time. I promise. Looking at the voicemail today, I'm really encouraged by this. We've got uh, 10 to get through today. I don't know how many of these are going to be grocery store related, but I hope all of them because 
well, there's probably other things that are annoying me. I just can't think of them right now and it's actually time to record. I probably should have written this shit down. Did I? No. First message coming in from GB. Also, I figured out, by the way, a bunch of these that have been anonymous over the last, you know, months of this podcast, it's because I am an idiot. I am going to confess to you that I am an idiot. Just like I confess that I feel bad for, actually, now, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to get to the voicemail in a minute. I said earlier that I feel bad for the Calgary Flames. I haven't checked my Twitter since I, I wrote that because I tweeted it as well. So let me just get to some of the feedback on people after I said that I felt bad for the Flames. Taylor Smith from Sonic, he says, I keep telling people how bad I feel for Flames fans, but I can't wipe the smile off my face. Danger Suede says, the who? I've never heard of them. Or are the Calgary Flames one of those old-timey WHA teams that expanded and never survived because they could never ice a decent squad? Agrippa said, if the last 15 years has taught me anything as a hockey fan, it's that good times can be few and far between. Savor them fully while they last. Don't use future possible misfortunes as an excuse to temper today's joy. In other words, trash talk like there is no tomorrow. Chad says, rid yourself of this silly guilt. Josie says, nope, not at all. I'm team eat shit Calgary. Goodfellas says, truer, more poetic words could not have been crafted by a biblical storyteller. Thank you, good fella. Jimbo says, Calgary fans were the second worst after Toronto fans, always saying McDavid's going to leave as soon as he can, so I don't have any sympathy for any of them. Chad feels the same as me. He is not dancing on graves yet. Daryl says, meh, remember the 90s and 2000s. Post Cologne says, I would feel some level of sympathy if it was happening to any of the other 30 teams. Barry just says, a false. Ex-Oiler says, if this was in reverse, they'd be buying billboards just to mock it, so I'm going to enjoy it. Arb says, hey, Flames Nation, did you catch the game by any chance tonight? Eat shit. Surveyor Brett just says, I think he's calling me a liar here. We got a sound clip. Uh, He's calling out bullshit. Uh, Steve says, screw them all. Big Oilers guy says, not me. William just doesn't, he's just straight up doesn't believe me. Harry says, oh, that's a shame. Jason does the kind of, maybe. Mike, he doesn't believe me either. He doesn't believe me either. Will they feel bad for you when McDavid, when or if McDavid pulls a Gaudreau on Kachuk? I don't think so. Carry on, I say. (laughs) Uh I love Oilers fans. I really do. You guys are the best people. That's what makes doing this podcast the best. The feedback you give me makes me happy. That's what the voicemail is. It's all your feedback. So this first message is from GB. What do you got for us, GB? What's the most annoying thing people do at the grocery store? Yes. Well, let's do it's it. It's got to be those folks that roll down the aisle and then kind of crank the cart around 90 degrees and then set up shop in front of the peanut butter and jelly section that's exactly what i'm talking about fucking perpendicular to the lane unbelievable gb you're you and me connect brother i'm feeling this already you know taking up the whole damn alley or aisle sorry and uh just kind of being stupid and you're like excuse me can i get past and and they don't even notice you they're just completely oblivious I, I you're you're in my head gb you're saying exactly what i just said in the righteous sack beating that didn't really have a whole lot of uh you know flow to it but ultimately it seems like this is stuff that annoys us all and you know they probably drive the same way 
They're rolling down the road. There's no spatial awareness, no concept of what's going on around them. Uh, uh, Those people drive me crazy. GB, I'm with you. I'm with you. I hope all 10 of these voicemails are all about the grocery store. Hey, Bagmo. Presto again. What's up, Presto? Just happened to be in the grocery store last Friday, saw your question for the podcast. Let's do it. And I'm in a long, long line, probably 10, 15 people. You know, everybody else has got their credit cards out and getting ready. So the line's moving fairly decently, but it was still a really good long line. But of course, the person in front of me has to have 19 coupons and a credit card buried at the bottom of her purse. So instead of the 15 minute wait for us to get to the line, she sits there and chats on her phone and texts. And then she takes another however long to dig through her purse and dig through her wallet for every single coupon she knew she was going to need the whole time she was in line. If that's not frustrating, I don't know what is. It's like I said, it's just like you're not prepared to do your part of the transaction. That's kind of like the, it's kind of aligned with what I was saying before. It's just, you're there to buy groceries. Why are you not ready to do that part of the transaction? They're not just going to give them to you. You do have to pay for them. Almost as frustrating as listening to all the chatter again about the Oilers looking for more depth forwards. When the heck is Edmonton going to get some defensive help? All we talk about is improving the team, improving the team. And the only thing they haven't done is improve the defense. One of the biggest weaknesses on the team. We're going to have two rookies minimum in the lineup, which we don't know how they're going to perform. Get a damn defensive defenseman, Ken Holland. It is time. The first round pick, Tyson Berry and a prospect for a legit shutdown defenseman. Go Oilers. Can't wait to hear some more of your answers. Have a great day, guys. Bye. I like how Presto turned this into a two-part kind of righteous sack beating a little bit in the voicemail first i agree be ready to pay if you're in line be ready pay attention two i'm with you again i think that the oilers need to improve the defense i was talking about this on real life the other day maybe it was onr i don't remember but yeah i don't think the defense is good enough i love having brett kulak back don't get me wrong but overall i don't think you want to just have rookie defensemen and expect them to fill gaps like presto said like them or not it's not going to be as easy as some people think to fill Duncan Keith's 19 minutes and 44 seconds of average time on ice. It's just not. He is not Duncan Keith that won all those awards 10 years ago. We know that. But the guy still played some effective and useful minutes for the Oilers, and I want to know who's going to play those this year. I want to know who is going to step in and be the defenseman that takes that group forward. I think the top portion is probably going to be okay. But man, depth forwards... They're nice. They're nice if you've got everything checked off. So I'm with Presto completely. I would love to see some more upgrades on defense. 100%. 2,000%. I don't know how they're going to make it happen. Glad it's not my job. I'm just here to talk about it. Hey there, Big Milk. Hey, Colin. Uh, I think I've tried recording this multiple times, so I don't know if I'm going to do this again. But Oh, Colin is my friend on Twitter. So Colin said on Twitter, I don't know if I, I don't remember exactly how the tweet went, but he's like, I don't know if I should be leaving voicemails or something like that. Of course you should be leaving voicemails. This podcast is as much yours, Colin, as it is mine. So we're getting that out of the way. Voicemail came through. Great. Thank you for participating. What do you got to say? Big fan of the show. I think I'm calling back to the second episode when you got feedback from Gregor on shortening the intro music. I say make it twice as long. Let's just run with it. Make it five minutes long. I don't really care. Now we're talking. Surveyor Brett. You have five minutes of intro in you. Get to work. Listen to it. Um, and then my mine's maybe a bit of a hot take for the grocery store thing, but I think it's for me when I'm leaving the grocery store and you have a 
charity with a couple representatives. Whoa. <laughs> Uh-oh. Where's this going? <laughs> um, more like salespeople trying to get you to sign up and do like a subscription <laughs> donation type thing. Um, those ones really kill me. Like if I want to donate to charity, I will research it and know where the money's going. I know what he's talking about now that he's talking about it. There's, you know, sometimes there's two older folks sitting there and they're like, hey, come do whatever. But in my head, originally, when he first started talking, I was just thinking about like two little girls. They're selling cookies for the girl guides or something. And he's just like, fuck those salesmen. Get out of here. <laughs> Leave me alone, girls. Don't you have shit to do? Anyway. I know you. I know what you're talking about, but in my head, I was picturing two little girls. They're very sweet. They're little. They're in their little outfits, and all they want to do is give you some cookies. I really don't like an aggressive sales approach to bug you on your way out of the grocery store of all places. I would rather prefer you have those, you know, charities where kids and parents are helping raise money for something. Oh, there we go. Where um, you can buy something to to. Send money to an organization. There you go. Now, the, the, now he comes to the girl guide cookies. Okay, now we're on the same page. But just the like salesperson approach really gets to me, especially in a place where you just want to get in and out. You want to be hanging around the grocery store. So uh, that one really gets to me. And then... Actually, you know what? Uh, generally speaking, I would agree with you. You don't want to be hanging around the grocery store. But when I was a single dude, when I was younger in my 20s, this goes back to if you're listening from a couple of weeks ago, and you were single and you were 20, I don't remember your name now, and I wish I did. When I was your age, I would go grocery shopping late at night because there's a lot of girls out. It's not quite as busy. People are done work. You're done school. You're done whatever. Grocery store in the evening, I promise you, there'll be single ladies there. There'll be single fellas. Get on out there. Let's get mingling. Probably the second is people that just, when you have two carts blocking an aisle and you can't walk through because... <sighs> why, do they, why do they do that? That's now three people, including myself, that have complained about fucking carts blocking the aisle. What are you doing? Both people that have those carts are completely somewhere else grabbing something. Uh, yes. Yes. Drives me nuts. Um, that really gets me too. You're in a groove. You don't want to be standing there and you want to be moving other people's stuff around. So that really gets me too. That's it. Big fan of the show. Keep it coming. Yeah, just move your carts. Move your carts. I got to say the most annoying thing someone can do in a grocery store is take me with them and they have no plan on what they're going to get. And then they end up taking about three hours. To... <laughs> Just the most annoying thing you could do is take me with you. I don't want to go to the fucking grocery store. That first sentence could be one of my favorite things ever recorded on this podcast. I know you expanded on the thought and said, if you don't have a plan, what are you doing there? Like, at the very least, have a list of stuff you need. You know, I always do it in my phone. I've got a list in my phone. Otherwise, I'll be wandering aimlessly and I'm going to be one of those people you don't like. And I don't want to be one of those people you don't like. But that first part of this voicemail made me laugh. Like, fuck, do I love that. Get things. Personally, I hate spending time there. It's fucking depressing especially if you go to a walmart it looks like a prison but yeah i would also say it's when they bring their whole family like it's a vacation and uh they're getting in the way <laughs> leave your kids at home or lock them in the car with the windows up i think that's what they tell you to do <laughs> next voicemail i gotta say um Holland has really impressed me this summer. Right, we're talking what about he's others. been doing. Uh, it seems like if he's been tied to a bed like Jonah Hill, 
uh, and this is the end, and has been forced to read an, <laughs> ad- an analytics book. Uh, really hoping for a Susie uh, Berry trade. Maybe he might have to give a pickup, but yeah, like he's just doing amazing. Uh, Ken Holland did do a good job. And you know what? You mentioned the analytics. It's going to be interesting to see how much the analytics come into the Oilers kind of plans going forward because the new AGM, Brad Holland, yes, that's his son, is an analytics guy. So you'd have to think that analytics is going to become more a bigger part of the evaluation that they have for players at the both at the pro level at the very least. At least I hope so. Um, but yeah, Ken Holland's done a great job. Continue on with the voicemail. Hopefully, when we get to trade deadline, I'm really hoping that it's like 1.5 million uh, Patrick Kane would have on his like actual deal. Thing is, we'd have to give some picks up, but I hope they go on unreal run. And then if he has Liam, Liam, if you're listening to this, I know you told me you listen to this podcast quite often. How excited are you right now that other people, not just you at the office, other people are talking about Patrick Kane and the Oilers? That's for Liam. This voicemail, this caller. Not only is he making sense, he's making Liam happy. And, you know, that's just a little dose of sunshine we can all enjoy. Uh, uh, he waves his no trade clause if he has one for Edmonton. And then we can see two Canes on McDavid's line. And then you have, what, Hyman, Dry, Yam. And then maybe you have Gagne in the third line to replace Pugliarby if that sad day happens. We're all over the place with the Oilers talk, talking groceries. I like it. Patrick Kane. Could you imagine? Connor and Kane. Well, we already have one Kane. Connor to Kane to Kane to Kane. Connor to Kane to Kane to Kane to Connor to Kane. And then, man, what a fucking line that would be, right? Of course. Hey, Big Milk. It's LCYYC. This isn't really a comment on the most annoying thing people do at the grocery store. It's more of a comment on how much I actually miss wearing a mask at the grocery store. Ooh, interesting. I was actually thinking about this the other day, and I'm going to let you finish, and then I'm going to jump into it too. Because then I couldn't say pissy things under my breath or like stick my tongue out at you when somebody pissed me (laughs) off at the grocery store. Um, Now I kind of have to like keep it more internal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely know what you mean. But, you know, the easy solution is just pop the mask back on, be a mask person again. I was actually thinking about it from another perspective of the government's given me a free pass to go incognito everywhere I want to go by wearing a mask. Why don't I do that? I could be guy incognito with the mask on. Whoops. Uh, I could have the mask on, put the sunglasses on. You can't see shit if I'm rocking that look at the grocery store. Nobody knows who old bag milk is in that in that scenario that's what i was thinking although i do like your approach of silently telling people off under the mask and they can't quite make it out that was you i say continue doing that put the mask back on put the mask back on the most annoying thing that people do at the grocery stores hands down is fumble with their wallets (laughs) again we got places to be you need to pay your fucking bill and get out of the way it's like they get up to the till after they put everything on the conveyor (laughs) belts and they stand there and watch the person scan everything through Mm -hmm. and they don't think about pulling out their wallet 
I, I, before I even finish the point, that's exactly what I was saying. It's like they're surprised that there's another part of the transaction, even though they've done it a bunch of times. It's like going to a fast food place, standing in line, and having no idea what you want to get once you get to the counter. You're like, oh, oh what happened? I don't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know they were going to ask me any questions. <laughs> because it, it, who knows why? Do they think they get it for free? Congratulations. You're a millionth customer of the year. You get your groceries for free today. Maybe Shaq. Maybe, maybe Shaq's in the building and he's just going to pay for the whole store. He did it one time. He spent like 80 grand at Walmart, some shit like that. Look it up. Well, be ready. They're, they're going to finish in like a minute. There's no purpose to just be standing there staring blankly at the cashier until they I tell agree. you your total. You're paying for it anyways. It's not like you're taking things out of that cart. You looked at the prices before you picked up that item. So. Don't be shocked when it's like $120, $200, and then you're like, oh, uh, I want to take away that Gatorade <laughs> bottle I have there. Maybe that'll help me save a couple bucks. <laughs> wait wait a minute. That brought up a question that I have. Do you guys, does anybody out there go raw dog in the grocery store where you're not checking out prices and trying to do like some mental math to figure out where you're coming out at? Are there people out there doing that? Are you raw dogging at the grocery store? You pull your fucking life together. Good Lord. Electronic Jordan, you're up next. Most annoying thing people do at the grocery store? Having a phone call on speaker. (laughs) Yes, I said it as well. Having a phone call on speaker, but like also the act of holding it right by your mouth when it's on speaker and we can all hear you, that extra annoys me. And I don't know why. I can't even explain why that annoys me, but it does. But it does. Electronic Jordan, I agree. It's the donkeys in the express lane who drive me nuts. You know... (laughs) The guys who think 44 items when 12 is the limit works just fine for them. Get out of the way. <laughs> Robin Brownlee, of course. Uh, I agree with Robin. I think a common annoyance for all of us is just, if I could put it in just a few words, get the fuck out of the way. You're in the way. Stop it. I agree with Brownlee. And you know what? I even find myself doing, if I'm in the express checkout and it's a 12, 15 limit or whatever it is, I'll find myself doing some inventory on the people in front of me. I'll look at their cart. I'll look it up at them. And if they make eye contact with me, they will know instantly that I know that they know that they are over the limit for said line. I will fucking snitch you out. I got places to go. Last voicemail for our friends at Rig Hand Distillery. Okay, bag milk. I thought I might as well chime in on this. The most annoying things people do at a grocery store, and for me, it's when somebody grabs something from an aisle. You know, they toss it in their cart. They're like, "Yeah, I want to buy that," and then moments later, they're deciding, "You know what? I don't actually want to buy this. It's too expensive." <laughs> so they just toss it to the nearest, I don't know, freezer or whatever the aisle. So it's like, for example, you know, you're going to grab your ice cream, and you open the freezer and you find toilet paper, and you're like, "Why?" Oh, I can tell you why you put toilet paper in the freezer, but that's just a different conversation entirely. Of course, this is my boy Waz. I'm going to follow up with him. Actually, you know what? I'll let you finish, Waz. Why is this here? You know, when I'm grabbing my ice cream, I don't want to be grabbing toilet paper, for example, you know? Mm -hmm. If you don't want something, just go, you know, put it back where you originally found it. Don't be lazy. Simple as that. I don't know, man. Is that a first world problem? It might be. I am going to appreciate Waz for a couple of reasons here. One, I think that Waz is speaking out for the, uh, you know, the shelf stalkers at grocery stores, they're putting the work in. I had friends when we were in high school that did that job overnight. 
So the shelf stalkers, they thank you, Waz. Secondly, I don't believe that you're buying groceries, Waz. I don't believe that you're buying groceries at all. I know you live at home. When was the last time you went and bought ice cream slash toilet paper? And maybe, you know what? Toss some toilet paper in the freezer for those extra hot days. I don't know how well it works. I'm just making things up here on the fly, but it might feel nice. I'm just throwing that out there. So maybe you do want ice cream and toilet paper at the same time, Waz. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. I love this topic, by the way. Please keep sending voicemails on this. I'll just keep playing them next week and the week after. If there's more annoyances, let's broaden it even. It doesn't have to be the grocery store. You can be anywhere. Public annoyances. I want to hear them hear from you. I'll ask the question again on social to give you some prompts for next week, but this was a great segment. You guys make me laugh all the time, and it's amazing how many of us have just the same annoyances all the time. There you have the voicemail. Rickhand Distilleries again. Go check them out at rickhanddistillery.com. Find the booze at a store near you. And if that store doesn't have it, you ask for it. If they do have it, find a bottle of Double Double, pour that in your coffee on the weekend, and you think of your friend Bag Milk. You think your old pal Bag Milk when you are enjoying that coffee with a little booze in it. Double Double. It's delicious. Frank agrees. Uh, I love this podcast. I love I love recording it. I love the voicemails you leave me. I love the feedback you hit me up with on Twitter. So again, I'm going to ask at the end of the podcast, just like I did at the beginning of the podcast, let me know what you like, what you want to hear more of, what you what I just do too much that you don't like. I want to hear all the feedback so I can try and make this better in the off season. I'm going to try and line up some interviews for the next coming weeks to have some friend, some fun with some of my friends, maybe tell some stories, have a couple of laughs. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. Until then, of course, I want to thank the audio department for being the title sponsor of the podcast. I want to thank Trilogy Oilfield Rentals for sponsoring the Righteous Sack Beating. I want to thank all of you for chiming in on the grocery store question, Rig Hand Distilleries, Arcadia Brewing. You're all beautiful people. Lastly, tell your friends about this podcast. Can you please, can you do it for me? Downloads are going up week over week over week, and I just want to be the biggest dang podcast it possibly can be. Only, it's only going to work with your help because you're the fantastic stars of the show. I am just the vessel to provide you the platform. With that, this is episode 34 of Better Late Than Never. Sign Ryan McLeod long-term. That's how we're going to end it. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.